Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Income School. I need to apologize right from the get-go if I feel a little bit awkward in this episode. It's because it is a little bit. In the internet marketing space, it's really common for people to share their income reports and how much money they're earning online and sometimes kind of bragging about uh, of, of what they earn. And that's a little bit awkward for me. I, I, you know, I, I feel like it is a little bit more of a personal thing to share how much money you're earning. And, I, and you're always afraid of you know, people taking that the wrong way when, when you do share that. But today, I, I'm going to kind of power through that awkwardness because I, I think it really is important to share kind of kind of what's working for me and where I am in my business now, but also a little bit of motivation. I remember when I started my blog three years ago, it was just incredibly motivating to read Pat Flynn's income reports and see, I mean, that he was earning at that time, you know, $25,000 a month. And I just thought, you know, $25,000 a month, that's crazy that somebody could earn that from a blog. And and that really motivated me to get started. I said, you know, if he can do it, I can do this. Let, let's, let's do this. Uh, and that's what got me started. Well, now three years later, um, I earned $505,813.50 in the year 2013. And so now I want to I want to walk you through exactly how I made that money like where exactly it came from because when I meet people that's the the first question that they ask you know when when I tell somebody that I'm a blogger uh, for work you know if I'm meeting somebody for the first time they always say you know does that mean you're unemployed or like you know how do you earn money from a blog so today I want to take you inside my website and show you how I'm doing things and give you the breakdown of where that came from. You know, first of all, it, it, it's amazing that, that that happened. I mean, that I started a blog three years ago and now from my spare bedroom in my house, I earned half a million dollars last year uh, with a blog. I mean, that's incredible. But here's how it happened. First of all, $267,000 of that came from uh, teaching online classes. My main website is improvephotography.com, and I created a separate sister website to that called photoclasses.com. And photoclasses is where I have 30-day online photography classes. So my customers pay $98, and it gives them a 10-minute video lesson every single day for a month. The video lesson, I give access to them forever. So even after the 30 days are over, you can always go back to your course. And I update those courses all the time to uh, provide new, fresh content on there. Even if you bought five, you know, well, I haven't been doing it for five years. If you bought two years ago, you can still get the updated access uh, to the class. And then for 30 days, they get access to me. That's unlimited access. They can email me, call me, Skype me, whatever. Uh, you know, send me a photo and say, hey, Jim, I did this shoot this weekend. What'd you think? Or, uh, you know, I'm having trouble with my camera. It's giving me this weird error. What, how do I fix that? Or I'd like to get off of automatic mode and start shooting in manual. How do I do it? 
Uh, I, I help them with it all the time. Almost all of that happens with email. It's rare that I get phone calls and Skype requests, but they do come sometimes. So the online classes represent a, a good chunk of my income, $267,000 for the year. But also, it also represents a huge amount of my time. Um, and so that's something I've really been thinking about with uh, online classes is how I want to structure that going forward. If I want to continue doing that, because it is a lot of work. It's definitely not passive income, uh, at least in the way that we usually think about passive income. But it is really good income. And if I spend that time, you know, I, I most days I spend about an hour every morning work answering emails from students. Uh, and, and I do that directly. I don't outsource that. That's, that's me uh, answering those emails. And I always think, you know, is this a good use of my time? Uh, it, it, it is a significant amount of my income, but also I don't want to get stuck in a rut. I want to be making new things and not just maintaining what I have. So that's something I'm thinking about um, as I go forward. But for this year, online classes did really well. The best year I've ever had with them, $267,000 was awesome. Uh, but also, I want to warn you, you know, if you're starting out, it's going to take some time to build up to that level. I, you know, started with one online class, which is I just made 30 10-minute videos, and that was the class starting from there. And then I've added two, three, four, five, six. Now I have seven online photography classes at photoclasses.com. So it's really built up over time. But But one lesson learned is that as I've added classes, what I learned is I'm not really increasing that business. The number of classes is not what was helping, and I thought it was, so I put a ton of resources into doing that. Uh, when I had one class, I could say, hey, my beginner class is here, go get it. And now the messaging is tougher. I have a two, I have three Photoshop classes, a Lightroom class, an intermediate class, a beginner class, a flash photography class. I mean, it, the, the messaging is tough. I have a harder time getting the word out. And so what I'm seeing is that when I launch a new class, when I go through all that work to create a new class, I see a big bump in the income for that month. But then once kind of my older students, you know, want to take the new class, it just drops right back down. And so I, I wouldn't recommend just building out the number of online classes you have. In fact, if I could go back, I would probably, you know, maybe have three online classes, photography class, a Photoshop class, and a Lightroom class. And that's it. I, I probably wouldn't have built out all of those others that are just kind of, you know, 101 and then 102 classes. It, that, that was a tremendous amount of work with less return. I probably would have kept the number lower of classes, but I'm glad now that I've done it because the work's done. So 267000 from online classes, and that's how I build them, you know, kind of what's in a class and how it works. The next section of my income is ebooks. Now, ebooks earn $22,000 this year, and that sounds good until you realize that that number was more than triple that in other years. So my first year that I created ebooks, it wasn't a complete year. I think it earned about 20000 the next year was a you know the the first the first full year of doing my ebooks. It earned, if I remember right, about seventy thousand from the ebooks. So my ebooks are about fifty-five to seventy pages long. That's you know size twelve font, just writing on Google Docs, just powering it out. About fifty-five pages, um, and that's very short for a, a book. It, it, it I wouldn't call it a book. I'd call it an ebook. It, it's a lot shorter, and it's me just sitting at the computer just 
bang, you know, just typing out. It's just brain dump on on a certain subject. Uh, And my books are about photography. So my books did a lot better in previous years. And that's something that I've really been thinking about is do I want to revisit the ebooks and build that back up uh, or do I just kind of want to let that die off over time? And I'm still struggling a little bit with that decision because the first year, I mean, I mean, $70,000 from ebooks is awesome because it, it required zero effort once the books are published. I mean, I did a little bit of marketing for them, but but there's not like a continued, you don't get emails about ebooks. You just put it up there and you're done. So the reason that they're coming down over time is one, it's photography and it's technology and it's always changing. And so the books become a little bit outdated over time. And so that's one reason the books are going down. The other is I had that proliferation strategy at the beginning that I wrote one book and I thought, hey, that's bringing in some money. I write another book, another book, another book. And eventually I, I had six ebooks. I have six ebooks up there, but the quality really went downhill by the time it got to the other ones, by the time it got to the last ones. And the price was right. I was selling them for, you know, six, seven dollars on on the Kindle and other ebook stores. Um, so, you know, it was just a brain dump. It wasn't real polished. There were a lot of mistakes in them. And so some of them got negative reviews. Uh, there's only one book that I've really kept up and that's my beginning photography book called improve your photography, how budding photographers can get pro results. And that book gets really, really high, high five-star reviews all the time. uh, And it sells well still. But I, I, I don't know, thinking back, you know, is this over time, you know, I wrote those six ebooks, it took a lot of effort to write those. But I mean, hey, three years later, I still earned $22,000 this year from it. So that's pretty awesome. I think ebooks are an awesome way to get started online to earn your first dollars online because you'll probably earn money the very first day that it's up there now i i've worked with other people who have written ebooks uh, you know kind of how after they heard about how it worked for me and i'll say this if you write an ebook you know a short one 55 pages you just make one and you know four or five days from now you just crank one out and you're done and you put it up if you don't do any marketing it's probably only going to earn two to three hundred dollars throughout the year just that people randomly find it on the kindle store or on the ibooks store for for the ipad you know you're going to make a couple hundred bucks just of random sales of somebody that saw it and they wanted exactly what you have but unless you do some marketing your of your ebook that's all it's going to do so you will need to push it and in the early days of my website that was the only monetization strategy i had and so i was linking all the time over to my ebooks for I would guess the first four or five months that my website existed. Now, I, I don't think there's even a link anywhere on my website to these ebooks. So the $22,000 that I earned this last year was strictly from people who happened to find it on the store. And the same last year, last year where it earned about $60,000, I didn't link to it at all. That was just people who found it on the ebook stores. So it can be a really good income strategy. Um, Right now, it's kind of on the fence for me. It's so nice to see that those checks just roll in from work that I did three years ago. But I also recognize that you do need to keep pushing it if you want to keep those numbers up there. So I think it's a great way to monetize a new site for an established site um, that's you know, earning more money like my site is. I don't know if it's something that I want to continue to put a lot of effort into, but it's that thing that it's like, ah, you know, that that is nice income. I don't know. 
All right, then the next section of my income is from digital downloads, and that brought in $165,000 in the last year. Digital downloads uh, can be anything. You know, it could be a PDF of that ebook. It could be a, a video course that you're selling. In my case, it was for professional photographers or really serious photographers who have software called Lightroom. Uh, that's a companion program to Adobe Photoshop, and it's for categorizing your photos and kind of styling your photos. And so I sold some Lightroom presets. And for a non-photographer, the best way to explain that is like a filter on Instagram. You know, you just click the button and it just kind of designs up your photo, makes it look kind of styled up. That's what it is, but it's for professional photographers. And so I sold these styles, these presets on my website. And I remember the night before I put them up for sale, I had only decided to do so about two weeks previous. I looked in my Lightroom and I thought, you know what? I have a lot of really nice presets that I've used just for myself over the last few years building these up. I should probably sell these. And so about two weeks later, I put together a launch and worked it out. And then the night before the launch, my wife said to me, you know, how much do you think this is going to bring in? And I said, you know, I don't know. I haven't really done uh, digital downloads much on my website, so we'll see. <laughs> and uh, I, I said, you know, I don't know, maybe 15000 if it went really well, it might be, that'd be awesome. And then I put it up for sale, and within 48 hours, it earned $165,000 in 48 hours. It was a limited time sale. And so that's something, I mean, that just blew my mind to bring in that kind of revenue in two days. I mean, that was unreal. That's the price of one or two uh, decent houses in Idaho, uh, depending on where the market was. I guess now it's about one house, but a couple of years ago in 2008, that was two houses. I, I mean, that's just a sh shocking amount of money to bring in. It, it was it was amazing. It was a huge blessing for me and my family to bring that in. So that's something that I'm really dedicated to uh, this year. This year, I really want to put a lot more effort into making those digital download sales go awesome. And I keep saying this year, I recognize it isn't the start of the year, but I, you know, I put my information together for taxes and I've been looking in QuickBooks and that's, it kind of got me thinking, you know, okay, let's, let's make a good, good plan for the next year of the business. So I, that's, that's why I keep saying year. Now, the next section of the income is affiliate deals. And that brought in $37,771 and five cents. So I don't do a ton of affiliate marketing with different companies, but the one that I do a lot of is Amazon Associates. Now, if you haven't heard of how that program works, anybody can sign up for it. Just Google Amazon Associates and you'll find it. And what it does is it gives you a cut of every sale that's made on Amazon that you send the traffic over to Amazon for. So let's say you're blog about, blogging about house cleaning, how to make your house super, super clean. Uh, if you link to your favorite vacuum, then 8% of the sale, when somebody clicks your link and then goes and buys that vacuum, you get 8% of that vacuum. That's a nice chunk. So if you're writing about something like photography, which is, you know, my main website, if I link over to a lens, well, lenses for professional photographers can be very expensive. So a $2,000 lens I'm getting a good chunk. I mean, I'm getting 150 to 200 dollars. Unfortunately, I don't get the eight percent because if it's in the electronic section, you only get a four percent cut. 
but all the other sections are 8%. So if you're writing about something other than what would fall under the electronics category, it's a really good monetization strategy. But let me tell you about the affiliate, about Amazon Associates, what uh, I learned this last, uh, just recently that made a really big change in how I view it. So it only brought in, you know, well, I mean, it brought in $40,000. That's awesome for the year, but it, but it is a smaller segment of what I earned overall. And so the nice thing about it is, one, it's super passive, but two, it is gaining ambassadors to my website by doing it. I recently went on a photo shoot with people who read my website. So I we started a, a travel group for my website that anybody who reads my blog just can join this, this private Facebook group. And then people say, hey, I want to go shoot in Florida and we'll all, you know, a group of us will all drive down or fly down to Florida and we just shoot for a few days together. Uh, it's not a paid thing, not workshops. It's just a, a way that I, I just want to get together with people who read the website and shoot and, and learn together. And I say shoot all the time. And sometimes people think I'm talking about guns or something. Uh, photographers talk about shooting people and we mean taking photos of people. So we've been doing this travel group and I got to meet with about 25 people from my website uh, just very recently on, a, on one of these shoots. And I asked each person as I met each one, as they rolled into the hotel, I said, you know, how did you find improved photography originally? And I got a variety of answers, a podcast, a a YouTube video you did two years ago. I read this article, something brought them in. Uh, But then every single person without me asking, after they said how they found the website, all, every one of them or almost every one of them said, you know, I, I came in through this article and then I saw your recommended gear section of your website where you talk about the, the gear that you use. And man, that was just really helpful. I, I saw that, I, you know, I've, I've been eyeing this Canon flash and then I saw that the flash you recommend and you use is a quarter of the cost and has more features than the Canon or the Nikon flash. And I thought that was way cool. And so I bought your flash and then I learned your your resources of how to use a flash. And that that was the real hook. Almost every person that I talked to, they came to the website for a variety of reasons, but what really hooked them was that recommended gear section of the website. So it's just a, a page on the website where I say, you know, flash photography, and this is what I would buy. If I had a $150 budget and I wanted to get into flash photography, this is what I'd buy. With a $500 budget, this is what I'd buy. For 2000 bucks. this is the flash gear I'd buy. You know, I want to buy a new lens. Here they are. These are the best lenses, bang for your buck. My favorite cameras, you know, the best tripods at, you know, good, better, best at different price points. Just walking you through the best stuff, cutting through the clutter. And what people, what all of the people mentioned, they thanked me for that section of the website. And what they really liked about it is that it seemed very non-commercial to them. I wasn't selling the gear to them. I was just telling them honestly what my favorite gear is. There was no advertising, no sponsor, no nothing. I was just saying what my favorite gear is. And then I linked over to that flash that I recommend or that camera that I like. And you know, I do have notices on the website about, about affiliate links that's sometimes required by law even, but, but it's not in your face. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not going to cost them any, anymore if they buy through my link on Amazon. Uh, I, I'm just telling them the favorite gear and I just, I'm using the affiliate link so I can get a cut from it. And so it's a, you know, $40,000 worth of income from doing that this year. But the biggest thing is that gained a ton of brand ambassadors of real, true, living, breathing fans that I could go out and meet with uh, that love the site because of that. 
So whatever industry you're in, whatever your blog's about, you know, if you're writing a, you know, a, a book review website, include a, pay, a page of your, you know, the best 10 books ever. If you're writing about home cleaning, then include, you know, if you want to do a, a carpet cleaning business, this is the gear you need. Here are the links to do it with. Whatever industry you're in, there is going to be a tools, resources, gear, something that you can share with people. Whatever your setup is for that thing. If you're doing a blog about swimming, about becoming a faster swimmer, you know, link to your favorite swimsuits, your favorite stuff, whatever it is that swimmers have, your favorite books uh, on Amazon. And that really gained a lot of brand ambassadors. Then the next, and, and I will say also, I don't really do a lot of other affiliate deals. And one lesson that I learned this year is one of the major suppliers of, of retailers of photography gear, B&H Photo, has an affiliate uh, deal. And so I, I worked with one of their affiliate salespeople and they, they saw that my blog got a, a large amount of traffic. And so, you know, they were, they're chomping at the bit trying to get me to sign up for an affiliate program. Because while I only earned $40,000 from Amazon, that represents like a million dollars in gross sales earned by Amazon. So the retailer really wants you on their affiliate program. So I, I worked with, with B&H and I thought, okay, this is a great company. They, you know, they, sweet, they sweetened the deal, wined and dined me trying to, get, trying to get set up. And I thought, okay. I'm going to go through the work of adding all their affiliate links onto my website. So I had the Amazon link and the B&H uh, link on my website. Well, I learned very quickly that B&H was earning about $150 a month and Amazon was earning about $3,000 a month from the exact same link. My customers preferred Amazon, and so the B&H links were just, just cluttering up the website. So do be careful when you're signing up for these affiliate deals. Think about where your customers want to buy and not necessarily who's going to give you the sweetest deal on your affiliate program. Think about where they really want to buy. And then after the affiliate program, the last section of income was just miscellaneous. And that includes teaching workshops, uh, private coaching. You know, every once in a while, I'll get a photographer who somehow finds my email address, even though I try to hide that thing. Uh, and they'll email and say, you know, I'm going to Africa tomorrow on a, uh, and I'm shooting wildlife and shooting. See, that, that's that thing again. Oh, we're not killing wildlife. They're, they're taking pictures of wildlife. So they're, you know, I'm going on a wildlife shoot in, in Africa. I, I just really want the, the wildlife photography 101. Just give me a, you know, sit down with me on Skype for an hour and I'll pay you 500 bucks. And so I, I get those opportunities pretty commonly for just kind of irregular income. And I, you know, I'm always hesitant about it. You know, ah, I should probably just stick to my core business or, but, but it's tough to ignore when somebody says, I'll pay you $500 for the next hour of your time. It's like, ah, what am I going to do in the next hour? That's going to earn 500 bucks. So, so a lot of times I'll just grab at them. And that's one thing that I've really been thinking about is should I just niche down and only focus on my core business or should I just, you know, take these opportunities as they come? And I think what I've, what I've come to decide on those kind of opportunities is I take them if I can repurpose the content otherwise. So when that person calls and says, I'm going to Africa tomorrow, I'll pay you $500 if you'll just please sit down with me in for an hour and, and give me wildlife photography 101, I'll do it if I think they're going to ask enough good questions during that hour that I could, after I'm done, I hang up with them on Skype, I'll you know, head over to my website, try to write down the 15 questions that they asked, 
um, and then answer them. And so now I just really quickly, I mean, just write a quick answer to them. I can write 15 blog posts on that subject and that's 15 more pages that Google is sending me traffic to. A quick tip that's really cool for doing that, by the way, is sometimes I, I have something like that, just a quick tip or somebody asks me a question and I want to provide an answer for it. I think, man, I should put this as a blog post so that I can get SEO traffic from that. You know, uh, somebody online is searching, where's the best place to shoot a gazelle in Africa? You know, somebody wants to know that they're going to search it eventually. Uh, Even if it's a small number of people doing it, if I have hundreds of articles on those niche topics, that's a lot of traffic. So a tip for doing that, if you don't have a forum on your website and you're just, you know, you don't want to put it on a normal blog post because then it's going to go on your homepage and then, you know, people are going to get it through the RSS feed and stuff and see, you know, where to find a gazelle to shoot in Africa. What blog is this? I unsubscribe. You know, that's, that's annoying to people who want to follow your website. So what I do is just backdate it. I'll just create a new blog post. And then in WordPress, where you say publish, I'll just go to schedule and I'll schedule it to like four years ago and publish it there. So it's way backdated in my blog. So nobody really sees it. It's not going to come through as a new post on the RSS feed or on the homepage, but it is there um, so that people can search it with Google. And so a lot of times, in, I mean, very often I'll do that. You know, somebody will ask me a question. I think, oh, good question. Good question. So I'll just quick write a blog post asking the question and giving a you know 300 word answer. And boom, that's just a new page on the website that can send traffic to me over time. So my rule for this miscellaneous income going forward is I only take those opportunities if I can repurpose that content other other places. So if somebody emails me and says, hey, I'd like to fly you out to my state and do a private workshop with me and two or three other photographers uh, locally, you know, and we'll pay you, you know, $3,000 for the weekend to come out and uh, teach a private workshop. I only take that opportunity If I can repurpose the content. So if I'm on that workshop and I say, Hey, you know, we're going to go shoot in it. They want to shoot in a cool location. I might get some nice photos that I could share on Facebook and I'll just share the photo and say, my camera settings were this for this photo. Uh, and you know, the technique I did to do it just a, a quick thing. Well, I'm always working, trying to get new photos, things like that to share. That's great content. It's always shared a lot when I do that. And so if I think I'm going to get good photos with it, then yeah, I'll probably take the opportunity. It's nice to get a little bit of the income, but also it helps me to, to create new content. So miscellaneous comes from that. Also selling articles. Now, if I get requests all the time from SEO people to say, hey, I want to buy your articles and post them on my website, I always say no to that because I don't want my content all over the web and make it look to Google like, you know, this is everywhere and not just exclusively on my website. So I don't allow that. What I do allow, though, that I get requests from every once in a while are sometimes like a local camera store will say, I want to buy your article to reprint in our in our, you know, actual paper, paper, snail mail newsletter that we mail out to our customers once a month. And I'll say yes to those as long as it's not going on the web. On the web, I want it to be exclusive content. But if it's going to be in a newsletter or something like that, that's actually mailed out, then then I usually allow that to, uh, and I'll take the income from that. And every once in a while, I'll get emails, people asking for something like that. So that's what makes up the $15,000, just kind of random opportunities like that, that I grab throughout the year. So that's it. That's $505,813.50. 
I, I hope this was helpful to you to take a look inside my business and see exactly what I'm doing to do it. You know, we'll read all the time on internet marketing blogs, you know, I earned $300,000 from my online course. Okay, well, well, tell me how it works. You know exactly how much did you earn and everything. So I, I hope and I hope I opened the kimono enough and showed you exactly what my business looks like and how it's producing the income that it is. My invitation to you today is: if you are enjoying this content, if you're liking what I'm sharing on Income School please come over to IncomeSchool.com. I have a ton of resources there. If you go to IncomeSchool.com slash start, I have, I mean, it is step by step how to create a business just like the one that I've created, how to create a WordPress site, how to get traffic to it, how to monetize that site. Or quick tip, if you download the first 10 episodes of this Income School podcast, it's an audio format of that, of that 10 a step process to creating a great blog, building an audience and monetizing your site. Well, I wish you a lot of success in in your entrepreneurial vi- venture. Thanks for joining me on the Income School podcast. We'll see you in the next episode, but until then, class is dismissed. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. Income School is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.